0: Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hello and welcome to Deeply Conscious. We're back after an unplanned hiatus. (laughs) I posted one episode and then I just disappeared. I actually took a little break from all social media, which was very nice. Um, But I'll talk about that in another episode. The point is, we're back and we're back for real this time. So you can expect new episodes every Tuesday from now on. Woo! (laughs) Finally. We're kicking it off with this week's episode where I'm joined by Rahma Ilahi. Rahma is a health coach focusing on holistically improving your health and energy. And in this episode, we talk all about food and how food can have an effect on your mental health and also on other aspects of your life. We speak about what things like sugar and gluten do to the balance of your body, why we need probiotics, why fats aren't evil, and much more. And ultimately, this episode focuses on the importance and the benefits of gut health and what we can do to improve our gut health. Now, before we get into the episode, I do want to mention that I'm experimenting with different audio techniques. So, the upcoming weeks, you may hear differences. In sound quality with the episodes. I hope you guys can overlook that. I'm just trying to figure out how I can give you guys the best possible episodes. I just wanted to quickly mention that, but with that said, I'm not gonna make this any longer. Let's just get into the episode. I'm so excited to speak to you, first of all, <laughs> in real time. Oh. Like, we've been texting back right? and forth, obviously, but. Yeah, yeah. It's so Definitely. good to to speak to you.
1: It is, it is. It's amazing to like connect across the world. And um first of all, like finding people and just connecting randomly and then really, you know, connecting on a deeper level. It's pretty neat alhamdulillah. It's very awesome, very, very awesome. Like the whole um, you know, going on social media and just connecting with people all over, even on the UK, from America, all like globally, it's very profound. So it's amazing, alhamdulillah.
0: Yeah, like you're saying, um it's such a blessing that we can just connect like that, you know, mm-hmm. if I remember, yeah, right, exactly, mm-hmm. because I think you listened to the first episode of Deeply Conscious, mm-hmm. if I'm correct, right, yeah. and yeah, that's when yeah. you DM'd me, and we just hit yeah, it yeah. off.
1: Yeah, yeah, because um, the coach you um interviewed was like a colleague of mine, and so I knew her, and so I was like, oh, yes. <laughs>
0: oh, no way, I didn't know awesome. that. Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I thought when I first started DMing you, I thought you're from the UK, but then I later found out that mm. you're all across the world and you live in Australia. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. My, my accent is a bit like that. Uh, perhaps a bit, bit, bit British, but not too much. Um, but if it was like, you know, for example, an American or anybody else trying to put my accent to a place, then they would probably say England first. Um, some people get it right. Some people get it right on the first go and they stay Australia or New Zealand, which is pretty cool as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but usually um, they do connect it with um, England. Right. But whatever happens, both is cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> both is cool. Yeah. No, uh, when, like now when I hear you talk, I don't hear the British accent at all. But I mm-hmm. also can't necessarily tell that you're Australian from your accent. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah yeah my accent's not very um thick it's not thick especially when you're living in a multicultural society Mm -hmm. um you can't make it too thick you know you've got to speak to all levels of people um and people from different different backgrounds and so you've got to be very clear in how you speak and also as a teacher uh, because i teach professionally um you've got to be very clear in what you say what you do and so again multicultural children from all different backgrounds you've got to be very clear and so i guess you know it's me trying to balance between the aussiness and the teaching and being clear and getting my ideas across with everything a big fat mumble jumble so it's good
0: <laughs> yeah exactly right so rahma um we've been talking for a minute but for mm-hmm. the listeners you know, I already know a little more about you than a lot of our listeners probably do. So tell mm. me a little bit about who you are, where you're from, uh, what you do.
1: Yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. So I'm basically a health coach. I work with women, and so women with their physical and mental energy, health, holistic health, um, and I help them to really take control you know, of their help holistically um, so that they can just be more, show up better for themselves, their families, relationships, their work, their people. Um, and so I help them doing that. Um, this is all although, however, a very, you would say, a new profession for mm-hmm. the past two years, perhaps, um, before that, and I still am teaching. So teaching is like my main profession i guess you could say and coaching really correlates well with that and so i teach i teach Islamic studies Arabic um all subjects in Arabic um and so that's what i do and where am i from well originally from Australia my parents are ethi- ethnically not ethical ethnically mm. <laughs> from the subcontinents that's from Bangladesh and so um yeah born brought up over here and that's basically me in a nutshell
0: yeah i find that so interesting that you also teach and besides that mm. you're you call, uh, you call yourself an energy uh health coach if i'm mm-hmm. correct right yeah yeah okay Absolutely. how does that uh, correlate because i'm interested to know like mm. you say that they kind of have like a overlap yeah,
1: yeah. Um, long story, and I'm going to tell you all about it. So so how it goes is that as a teacher, I obviously taught kids. So I taught primary kids back in the day. And I used to see that many of their beliefs, their conditioning, many of the attitudes that they brought with them to class and just the thoughts about themselves, about their peers that they had um, really came from home. And as a teacher, I felt a bit helpless because I knew that I could only give them a certain amount of time in class. We had the curriculum to cover as well. And I couldn't really, you know, take time with each and every one of them and really see what they're like, really try and open up their minds to the rest of the world because they were kind of enclosed in their cultural background, wherever, you know, the parents came from and wherever, whatever the parents taught them. Right. And I saw that through the kids, I saw that the parents, if they would not do what they did (laughs) as in bad parenting if they would be able to heal themselves properly um and if they had given themselves time um to heal to be better human beings and just to be people like for themselves instead of just being there for their kids then it would actually impact the kids more and so when i came across health coaching and i did it for my own personal reason because i had um health issues as well and so i was like okay i'm gonna you know regulate my own health issues But once I realized to what extent health coaching really, really fixes up your life from all areas of life. It really mentally, physically, emotionally, like all spiritually, all areas, it really helps you build and transform. Right. And so when I saw that in myself, I thought that, hey, if I can put them both together and I can coach women, mothers, then show them how amazing the world can be if you take care of your health and yourself holistically, then that would automatically have a domino effect on their kids and their families. And then, so I I like to call myself a child-advocate turned health coach because my, of course, I do focus on women, but then my vision is to impact their families more. So the families get the best of the mother. The family's get the best of the woman she is. And she can give more. And then the kids can flourish. <laughs> so, so that's it. That's where it all correlates together. Um, and of course, the teaching techniques, teaching strategies really help when I'm connecting with human beings, whether it's children, whether it's adults. Because at the end of the day, really, in under all the maturity, we are all still children just trying to find our way in life. And so that's where it all comes together. Does that make sense? Maybe I Definitely, <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Yeah, I was so captivated in listening to you, so I didn't speak at all. But um, yeah, and I told you before that I find it inspiring that you're so motivated for that reason <laughs> to basically help the children mainly. Um, mm. okay. That shows how passionate you are about your field of work and I can really appreciate that. Mm,
1: yeah it's um it's a passion that I didn't realize mm-hmm. until later so I was doing all the work but I didn't realize I had it until I was in in the middle of the work so it's interesting to find out things about yourself as well <laughs> on the way so that's how it came about but yeah alhamdulillah that's how it goes
0: alhamdulillah yeah but that's still like so beautiful even that you were in the midst of it and that's when you kinda it's a purpose in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. You feel purposeful. Exactly. So exactly. I think that's beautiful. You basically focus on health in general, right? So you're mentioning physical health, mental health, sure. spiritual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I actually wanted to talk to you about the food aspect of health. Mm-hmm. Uh if mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. sense. Because yep, yep, it does. um Yeah, with food, uh, I wanted to talk about food in relation to your mental health, uh, mainly. Because we all know about the effect food can have on your physical health. For example, weight gain, diseases. I once read that when you're eating, you're either feeding or curing a disease. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm intrigued Mm -hmm. to hear from you what effects food can have on your mind and on your energy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and what you read is so amazing because that's exactly how it goes. Uh, Every single thing put into our body makes a difference. We don't realise it, but every single thing that goes into the mouth makes a difference. It can break or make you really. Um, And so, yeah, as as an energy health coach, I focus on the physical and mental um, energy. That is definitely through mind regulation and also through gut health. And gut health is you'd be saying, okay, well, how do you fix your mental energy? And physical energy through gut health mm. um huge huge uh, connection because the way our brain works isn't the point the point is the brain works because we fuel it with food <laughs> and so before it even starts working the fact that it's working is because of the food and so um any kind of lack in vitamins minerals nutrients would affect how the brain functions and in turn if the brain's not functioning properly we can have all the other emotional baggage coming with it, like depression or anxiety or stress. And of course, the physical aspect as well, whether it's weight gain or whether it's uh, physical stress or whether it's physical energy and fatigue in the muscles and bones, right? Um, and so uh, food, um, gut health, I say gut health, which is the fuel of the body, um, it has everything to do with how the brain heart functions and other aspects like depression or anxiety or any other mental health that we can think of i'm just saying depression anxiety because it's so common
0: right they're the most common ones yeah yeah
1: yeah but any other mental health um condition whether it's clinical whether it's not whether it's just a figment of the mind whatever it is it has a huge impact with the food we eat and so it's so so important to understand what we put into our body. Because I remember years ago, this is years ago when I was a kid, I used to we used to have NutriGreen. Nutri grain is a cereal. I'm not sure if you've heard about it before. I so it's a cereal we have <laughs> it's a cereal we have in Australia. And I used to when I was when I used to eat cereal, I used to be looking at the packet, right? The box. And the box used to say, What you only get out what you put in. And it's an interesting um, statement because I still remember it like 20 years down the track, <laughs> but um, but the quote stuck and now I really understand what it means when they say you only get out what you put in, in terms of fueling your body mm-hmm. um, and then whatever comes out, whether it's the emotion, whether it's the anger, whether it's the frustration or whether it's the weight gain or the physical aspects both have everything to do with the gut health um and so yes yes totally um 100% agree and of course there are ways of doing it and like specific systems to go about holistically um controlling your health and obviously that's what I do but that's in a nutshell that's what it basically is it's everything in a nutshell
0: (laughs) yeah it's basically our primary need right to Mm -hmm. to feed ourselves and that's what keeps us going and I've noticed that a lot of people have an unhealthy relationship with food and Mm. I've noticed myself that it affects all aspects of your life whether it's mental physical and even um, spiritual yeah because it affects your energy too so it basically affects what you can give to others and yourself so that's why I'm so intrigued to Mm -hmm. to know Mm -hmm. more about it so tell me more
1: (laughs) yeah and so you mentioned before um that you appreciate my vision or you know my purpose of life and that's I'm just gonna take on that as well with what you said right now um because when we eat or you know whatever we're doing in life, right? The energy, the food, um, the physical aspect, the spiritual aspect of it, everything. Um, we only do that through energy when we can stand on our two legs and get stuff done in life, right? And that's the basic. The basis of it is that the fact that we can fuel our bodies, and then the body produces our spirituality, our mind, our energy, our body. Um, sorry, our physical um, health as well. On the other hand so that's the basis on the other hand of the spectrum there's the entire fulfillment of life where you find your purpose find your vision go towards your vision work towards your vision and you really feel fulfilled and satisfied about the life that you're living right yes and the fulfillment and satisfaction as you mentioned comes from being able to give back to the society to the community to the world impact people make a difference That's where real ultimate fulfilment lies. I've spoken to hundreds and hundreds of women and whenever I'm talking about their health issues and their problems, the only common denominator among all of them, regardless of what area of life they're in, what work they do, what career they have, is the fact that they say, Rahma, I want to do more for myself. And so the doing more part is the fact that they still haven't found fulfillment in life. And so that fulfillment they can only get if their health and energy is like on point, right? And so that's when, again, come back to the fact that gut health really, really makes a difference of how we function, how our brain works. And if our brain works properly, our body works properly, then we can survive and also thrive in this world, you know? And so, yeah. That's basically what it is. I mean, that's basically the importance of gut health in our lives and how it really affects, like, for example, I'll give you an example. The biggest one I talk about is sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar is what I talk about all the time because it has such a huge impact. And the thing is, in our world where processed foods are the absolute norm, sugar is found in everything. You cannot escape it in any shape or form. Um, And so it's not that Everyone, you know, everyone can kind of self-blame and say, oh, you know, I'm so bad at controlling, I'm this, I'm, but it's not that. It's the fact that the world around us has kind of forced us to be like that because everywhere there's sugar in all foods, all processed foods. And so, for example, if we take the sugar only and we look at gut health, then sugar is the number one thing, the number one food, if we can call it a food, that ruins the entire balance of the entire body in, in one second like in one go the, from the mental health to the physical and for example um i talk a lot of, a lot about the blood sugar roller coaster mm-hmm. which is basically when you eat anything that has sugar in it i'm not talking about just sweets i'm talking about chips that have um sugar in them you know processed chips or any baby biscuits snacks
0: Yeah, because it's a misconception, I believe, that sugar is only in sweet foods, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Because it's not. When you read the packaging, as you said, you realize that it's in everything.
1: Mm, Yeah. And it's very cheeky because they have different different names, like glucose and maltros and dextrose and all these O-S-E ending names. Um, And so what that does is that if you eat that food, and especially on an empty stomach, then the body burns it very quickly very very quickly so it'll give you an energy spike and you'll be like energetic and happy and amazing and then it'll get to the brain (laughs) and once it gets to the brain it's going to give an energy crash and so because the body burnt it so quickly maybe like in the span of half an hour or something and then your stomach doesn't have any other food you just have the sugar. It didn't have any other nutritious fiber or protein or healthy fats or grains, nothing like that right? And that's why the blood can't regulate itself properly and it goes totally down. And then the brain starts having its own roller coaster of emotions. And it's just going up and down, up and down. And so when you're on energy high, you're happy. When you have an energy crash, then you're sad. And it's no wonder that people are so depressed because if that's how fluctuating the hormones are in the body and the mind, then why wouldn't you feel randomly depressed at any? anything that goes on in life right and Mm -hmm. so we are unable to we're rendering ourselves unable really (laughs) to um to be able to regulate ourselves on one side we're trying to maybe going to the psychologist maybe taking therapy maybe you know really trying to regulate our mental health on the other side we're just eating whatever we're used to eating all the time and that's just messing it up even more so regardless of the mental regulation regardless of how much we work on the mind it's not helping because the food's not helping right and so that's what sugar does um to the body and that's one of the most dangerous most poisonous foods out there sugar
0: yeah it's a vicious cycle because you have some sugar and then you get a high because your blood sugar spikes right but then you also get the low almost immediately after and And then you have more sugar to help the drop in your blood sugar levels and to feel that high again. So you keep repeating that cycle over and over. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And as if that wasn't enough, um, the sugar, the way it's created, the way it's made, is that when it hits the brain, it reacts exactly exactly how drugs react to the brain and so this the part of the brain that reacts to drugs and it gives you that high feeling and the amazing feeling and the addictive feeling that particular part of the brain is what gets lit up when sugar comes into the brain as well and so on one hand we're saying oh well drugs are bad and it's addictive on the other hand um, when we eat sugar we are forcing ourselves to become sugar addicts as well. So really, unless we consciously work on our sugar intake, everyone naturally is born a sugar addict because of the world we live in, right? And the processed foods that we eat. And so it is a drug and it is um, a biological problem, right? It's not a mental thing that, okay, you know, I don't have control over my food, I don't have control over my energy. No, it's a biological problem. And you've got to treat it like that. Um, and you've got to honor yourself to know that, hey, Just like if it was a drug drug addiction, I would take steps to overcome it. Same thing with sugar. It's not just a matter of self-control because self-control doesn't come in drug addiction, right? No. So so it's very interesting, the whole world of sugar and how it's really just killing you slowly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I like how you say that you need to make a conscious um, effort and that you emphasize that to overcome it. Because as you said, drug addictions and, you know, these kind of like more common addic- not common, that's not the right term. These addictions uh, like drugs and alcohol mm. or whatever, they're seen as so huge, right? But mm. the biggest addiction is right in front of our eyes and no one, no one talks exactly. about it. Uh, <laughs> no I think people <laughs> truly underestimate the Addiction to sugar mm. and how widespread it is, and how uh, harmful it is actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like um, just our ignorance, really. You
0: know, yeah, because we know we know, it, we know yeah. it's not good, but we keep mm-hmm. doing it, and we don't <laughs> study what it does with you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the extent to which it really affects the body entirely and then obviously in turn it affects your entire life really so yeah it's very very but (laughs) definitely
0: and even with children uh, my sisters always joke around that when I have kids that I won't ever give them um, candy (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but you see it like first of all you have the cereals um and like the fruit juices which are so common but then you have all the snacks and all the candies and there's so much sugar in everything and then we wonder Mm. why um. yeah
1: exactly exactly and then so many kids these days are diagnosed with adhd um because of the you know hyperactive brain they say and they call it a chronic condition they call it a you know clinical diagnosis but really really if we just take away the sugar huge difference, huge like it's been medically proven, scientifically proven, that just taking away sugar from kids' diets can totally, totally make it disappear. The ADHD I mean I mean just totally fully goes away. Um, and it's no wonder because hyperactivity and then the you know the roller coaster that we go on uh, with sugar, it's it's huge. It's huge the connection. Um, so again, it is just a matter of you know knowledge and educating ourselves because the more the you know the world evolves with processed foods and everything, right in the supermarket. So, more we should evolve as well, and our understanding should evolve. But the thing is, our ignorance is there; our knowledge is kind of stuck. But the world is still evolving, um, and so it doesn't really, you know, balance it out. But I mean, but there are ways to obviously, you know, overcome and work towards it. It's not like a depressing, you know, statistic. Um, there are ways to overcome it and fix our gut and fix our relationship with food as well. It's just a matter of, you know, deciding. And going forward with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And with the sugar addiction, I'm interested to know because it's easier said than done. Obviously, uh, as mm. it is an addiction for a lot of people. Yeah. How can we overcome that addiction? How can we regulate?
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the first, the first things first, is probably a good news. <laughs> um, good news is that we don't have to get rid of sugar totally. Because the brain does need sugar to regulate. Not too much as we do, but it does need a certain amount to brain. function properly. Right. And so that's a good thing. So we don't have to like fully cut it out. But then, compared to you know, the lifestyles we have, we should cut out a lot of it. The first steps to doing it is awareness, first of all, as we've been talking about right now. Awareness of how much sugar I intake, first of all which basically would, me, would be me um, seeing how much processed foods I eat in the day. Because, see, the cup of coffee with a teaspoon of sugar or the cup of tea with a teaspoon or two of sugar doesn't make a difference. The difference comes when everything in the diet is processed. Um, and things like chips and snacks, and that's there as well as the meats you know if we buy pre-packaged or um, pre-marinated meats as well right and so everything everything processed is a big red flashing signal right and so what you want to do is you would want to first make a list of how much processed foods versus non-processed foods you eat in the day and then depending on that you would choose healthier versions. Now, I always give the example of um, Farmer Jane. (laughs) Farmer Jane. So what that means is we try and change or we try and substitute our favourite foods for a healthier version. So, for example, if I'm going to have potato chips and I love potato chips, for example, Mm -hmm. then instead of just having the normal um, original or flavoured fried ones in the packets... I could opt for the frozen ones that I would fry at home. That would be more healthier because it's got less ingredients, right? And less ingredients means less sugar, most probably. And if that's cool, then I can go on a step further and I can choose the organic ones and I can choose a brand that does not have sugar in them, right? Mm -hmm. And then if I want to take a step further, I would choose to have sweet potato chips, the frozen ones, right? And so it's not a matter of fully cutting it out. It's a matter of knowing what your options are and working towards the healthier one of the option. Because the body, if, you, if we go cold turkey on our favorite foods, the body's going to totally just snap back and that's not the best thing we want. And so um, from whatever foods we have, just choose a healthier version of them. That's the first thing. Secondly, the pantry that has sugar, or you know the packets of sugar whatever it is i would want to restock it with unrefined sugars so there's refined sugars which is like the white white sugar or brown sugar even raw sugar is actually refined sugars and then there's the unrefined sugars which is less processed so it's more natural you've got coconut sugar you've got rapadura sugar you've got honey you've got maple syrup right the liquids and mm. so you'd want to substitute your cooking and your baking with those ones, right? right. And your beverages with those ones. And then that, that would be a huge difference anyway, because you've already just fixed all your processed foods and you've just fixed your pantry, which is huge. Um, so that's the, the way you go about it. And after that, whatever sugar intake you have, beyond that, as long as it's not like a full cake every day, as long as it's not that, then the sugar intake is good and healthy. It's important for the body to have a little bit um, every day. But it's again, because addictive, we don't want it to, we don't want to give it too much because it's going to go overboard otherwise. Yeah. And on that note, um, another huge aspect of coaching is to become intuitive about your body, knowing exactly what your body wants and just giving it right? Instead of depriving it, making diet plans, meal plans, you know, just going on a whole structured table and schedule. It really uh, puts the body in a deprived state. And when it's in a deprived state, the body thinks that there's no food for tomorrow. When there's no food for tomorrow in the mind, it's going to eat everything today. And so then you would see that you're binging more on sugar today than if you just relaxed, didn't have crazy you know diets and you know meal plans and just took it as it came and whenever your body started craving you gave it a little bit pulled it back gave a bit more pulled it back maybe the salt a bit more salt pulled back you know things like that so becoming really intuitive about what your body's asking for is very important as well um that was a long long tangent (laughs) hope you understood that
0: (laughs) no it's so good um how can you like how would you be able to train that intuition? Because it's not something um everyone mm-hmm. has, right? And yes. I believe you have to develop that intuition. Yes. Do you maybe have tips on how to do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely love that question. Because because it's so so important to train the intuition. There's no way it's gonna come just like this because in this world we're so used to just stuffing ourselves and then just just living the day, you know, without realizing what's happening really. And so intuition, the first step is again awareness. So being extremely aware, extremely aware of how your body responds to everything. So you ate a chocolate. How do you feel? What do you say? How is your brain activity? How is your body feeling? Was there a particular muscle or bone in the body that felt different when you ate that chocolate, you know, to that extent, um, just being aware. Awareness then (laughs) comes through meditation. And so if you take a few minutes every day to just let your thoughts run wild and just be alone with yourself, alone with your body, alone with your own thoughts, with no kind of distraction of the external world, um, that would really grow your awareness of the body. So when you just breathe, and actually I can, I can do this with you right now. What I want you to do right now is when I say inhale, I want you to continue inhaling until I, I tell you to stop. All right. Yeah. So start inhaling. Pause and hold your breath. Keep holding it. Now, I want you to let go slowly for the count of eight seconds. Slow and steady. Right. So, that exercise, (laughs) um, it's called, just breathing, breath work, four, seven, eight. It's called four, seven, eight. Four seconds, you breathe in, you hold it for seven seconds, and then for eight seconds, you breathe out. You let the whole thing go, just empty your lungs, right? Yeah. That breathing gets you in the moment. It, focus, it focuses you on your breath, which in turn, then you would start feeling how your bones feel, how your muscles feel, how your stomach feels. Is there something weird going on? Maybe there's a bit of itching at the on the sole of your, of your feet, you know, when you're doing that, whatever it is. Just bringing awareness to it. That is intuition.
0: Yeah, and I did it once a, now as yeah, you yeah. <laughs> guided me and I already noticed how aware wow. I, I was of it.
1: <laughs> wow, right? Yeah, subhanAllah. And so that's exactly the first step, obviously. Um, and it is, it's not an overnight fix. So it does take practice. Um, but that's the thing. Imagine, Imagine if every single human being was so intuitive about their body We didn't need doctors to tell us what happened or we didn't need anyone else. You know, we didn't need medicines to stop things for us. It would just be us and our body because Allah has made us responsible for our own body. And so we should know how to handle it, right? We should know, but we don't. We have fevers. We go to to Panadol. We have colds. We go to other medicines. You know, we have anything. We just run to the doctor and the doctor tells us. But we're supposed to know our bodies the most, right? And so um so that's how, of course that's the um we could say the mindset regulation for increasing intuition. In terms of what you what you can do physically, there are things you can do physically to increase the possibility of intuition in your in your gut, especially. Um before I um go on to the tips of how to heal your gut, I do want to um focus on the fact that um, the gut is the biggest brain in the body. And so in uh, NLP or, you know, in coaching, we have this paradigm, we have this belief that there's three brains, the, the heart, of course, and the brain that we all know of, emotions mm-hmm. and logic. And then there's the gut feeling, right? And the gut feeling is the most important out of both of them. If we can train the gut feeling to feel properly every single time, then it would be so amazing to only and only follow the gut feeling, because that is always always correct. That's another story that we haven't trained the gut feeling, and so our gut feelings aren't correct half the time. <laughs> but the gut feeling is the most authentic feeling of the body. It's the instinct, the sixth sense, I guess you could say, right? Mm-hmm. And it is extremely important to to connect to and to understand, um, and. That we can do, as I said, mentally and also physically as well. Um, And I can go ahead and give you a few tips to heal the gut feeling, I guess. Please. Um, (laughs) And so the first thing would always be to remove. Remove, remove, make space, clean out. And so then you want to remove all the foods that damage the gut. In that, the first thing would be sugar and also gluten as well. Uh, Gluten is such a protein of course, in the processed foods of this day and age. Mm -hmm. It's a protein that relates to like nearly, I think, 200, 200 plus diseases, 200 plus illnesses and diseases. They relate to uh, gluten consumption. And so gluten is such a weird processed thing that really, really tips the balance of the gut. And so gluten and processed sugars, artificial sugars, um, trans fats, like, in a margarine and the hydrogenated oils, just the vegetable oils um too much of it i mean too much of it yeah uh, preservatives right preservatives are in all processed foods preservatives so basically processed foods <laughs> right removing all those kinds of foods as much as possible from the terrain so from the gut from the stomach first and with the foods a huge part of holistic health is also the environment and so you'd want to remove things that also damage the gut and things could be emotional stress so, yes, that seems like a mental thing and a thing of the mind, a figment of the imagination. But emotional stress has a physiological effect on the body, a physical effect on the body, and hence on the gut as well. Mental stress. Um, if you are in spiritual stress as well, because spirituality is a need, a basic need of the body, Of course, we have Islam, but every other religion out there and every other spiritual path out there is also very important for whoever it is following that path to connect to the soul to you know have like a life purpose, you know. And so if there's spiritual stress, then that also affects the gut. Environmental stress, obviously, you know, the smoke, pollution, whatever it is, affects the gut, the Wi-Fi, you know, (laughs) electromagnetic fields. Um, even if you're taking medication, then the pharmaceutical stress on the body would also impact the gut and so factors around you in your head and around you in the environment also huge in regulating your gut health you know cleaning out the the place basically and then obviously i always say in habit change when you take out something you've got to replace it if you don't replace it you're going to go back to the old ways right and so you want to replace it with healing healthy foods and that would be whole foods, lots of veggies, fruits, fermented fruit—not uh, fruits, fermented f- foods and fruits as well. No mm-hmm. problem with fruits. <laughs> um, so pickles, right? Pickles is huge. Um, it's great. And then you'd want carbohydrates like complex ones, like potatoes and grains. And you'd also want healthy fats like avocados, butter, ghee, milk, like organic proper milk, um, coconut oil. So these healthy fats are extremely important for the brain to function as well. Um, And obviously for the gut to function as well. And so uh, you'd want those, and healthy fats is very important. It's not, uh, there's this misconception in the world still to this day and age that fats make you you fat. Fats don't make you fat. Um, Fats really help you Fats actually make you lose weight, by the way. <laughs> they also help you regulate your your brain activity, right? And if there's anything you should avoid, it's sugar, not fat. So
0: that's Yeah, exactly. That. Because the thing <laughs> is, when you go to the grocery store and you see these like yogurts or cereals, or i mentioned mm. cereals a lot today, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but um, you always see on the packaging, it says uh, low fat, uh, 30% mm-hmm. less fat. And it... Exactly. Um, it bugs me because I know that fats is not the problem. It's the sugars mm, that's inside the sugar. of the product. Yeah.
1: And you know what they do? When they take out the fat, they've got to replace it with something. So they replace it with sugar.
0: Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I've important. noticed there's, uh, I've noticed multiple uh, low-fat products that when you read the ingredients and the n- nutritional values, that it's actually mm. worse than the original
1: yeah Um, yeah exactly exactly yeah and so then in that case you know if we're comparing between two food products then i would always say that between the original one and the skim or the low fat or no sugar ones always go for the original (laughs) because that's the safest one (laughs) if they have like ads on it like uh, no sugar or low fat then they probably put something else and you won't recognize the name but you would still have something worse than that so yeah, that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, I try um, to use this rule I set for myself when I go grocery shopping and it's that mm-hmm. um actually there's two things I I go for when I read the packaging. I'm I'm like one of those people that reads all the ingredients before you get awesome. something. Yes. But uh, the first rule I go by is to check how many ingredients are in a product. For example, if I buy a yogurt and it has like 20 ingredients. I'm going to go mm-hmm. for the one that has eight ingredients. Exactly. Um, and the like second that. rule I have is that when I see ingredients on the list that I don't know or I cannot pronounce... I don't get it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's the way to go. Um, You would find that a lot of the products with less ingredients cost more, (laughs) but but it should always be about the number of ingredients and not the number of cents and dollars. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and in the
0: long haul... um, Yeah, exactly. Imagine you go for the cheaper options, but they're not good for your health, and Mm -hmm. then you get health problems. Uh, That's going to be way more expensive.
1: Yeah, exactly. And would like would you really you know, kind of just be so and so on your health and just to save a few dollars seriously? So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess it's priorities of life, you know, whoever has priorities. Exactly. Um, they would definitely, you know, take whatever way. Just the other day actually I was buying olives. Um and so I saw there were two options and they're both pretty good. Um the brands were pretty good and one of them had Sugar and the other one didn't, and so obviously, I went for the one that didn't have sugar. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously a personal preference. Um, not to say that olives can't have sugar, they can, um, but but yeah, again, it's just so important to be so aware. Um, as Muslims, we always check the ingredients, right? But we check the ingredients to know if there's anything haram in it or mm-hmm. anything doubtful, we don't check it from a health perspective, um, and it's so important to do that, right? And um, yeah, so glad you brought that up, it's very, very important uh, because. In a, in a life where everything is processed, you might as well know how to read ingredients properly <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and understand how to pick and choose, you know? So, yeah, definitely. And you mentioned uh, yogurts, and that's actually a very important point because um, yogurts or like cheese, um, kombucha, the drink, mm-hmm. um, kefir as well, uh, vinegars, these are all important for the gut as well to rebalance all the bad with the good and um the probiotics basically yeah. and it's important to like a daily feed your gut with good bacteria um to be able to just balance it out and you know become a nice in there <laughs> so it can obviously serve you well right and so um yeah so it's in fact, that just reminded me of the um probiotics um yeah and of course i mean you know in the long run if you do go a bit more further in your health and you see that you need supplements whether it's probiotics or prebiotics or, you know, you've got any kind of deficiency in zinc or magnesium or whatever it is. What I've seen naturopaths do is that, and doctors as well, and there's no, I mean, you know, I'm not blaming them. It's just that the way that they've been, you know, uh, trained is that they instantly give you a supplement, a zinc supplement, magnesium, iron, tablets, right? But what that does is that, once we take supplements from outside, our body stops producing it itself. And then again, it go, kind of goes out of balance and the body doesn't know how much it needs, how much it doesn't need. And so even if they're like iron tablets or magnesium powder um, or vitamin D, for example, um, then because it's an external source, again, the body doesn't understand. So first of all, it's important to understand the body and to really you know try and get the supplements naturally through natural sources sunlight although you know if we're wearing hijab in your car, it's difficult to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> but sunlight um and vegetables and you know all the foods out there trying to get it from there before we go on to supplements um so that's also something uh, important as well just because it's natural doesn't mean it's necessarily um healthy for the body all the time as well
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah you're mentioning uh probiotics talk to me more about that okay. for those who don't know what are probiotics and how much mm. no, not necessarily how much do you need but why why would yeah. we need them
1: mm. yeah yeah so especially as women <laughs> yes <laughs> right um and so they're basically live bacteria um very important for the immune system to work properly And the immune system is basically what saves us from the rest of the world, saves us from all diseases. It protects us. It keeps the body functioning properly so that all the other cells function properly and can repel diseases and, you know, accept all the good things and nutrients in the body. And also it helps the digestive system. And so it helps you digest the food properly, which is essential, essential um, for gut health. Um, And it also because it's a good bacteria, it helps you control the harmful bacteria in the body. That's basically what probiotics do. And so for just general regulation, very important. Um, and as I mentioned, immune system, um, because, um, and I should know this, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've been diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, a one, sorry, not one, yes, yes, one in two women in this world, so females especially, Um, have an autoimmune condition. Autoimmune condition is basically when the immune system stops working and it attacks your body instead of saving it from the bad out there, right? And so the fact that the probiotic helps you maintain a good immune system, is so important because um, we're more prone to autoimmune conditions uh, because of the biological body of a woman. And scientifically, they still haven't found out why women are prone to autoimmune. There are, you know, possibilities, but scientifically they haven't found out. Um, and so it's very, very important to be able to have d- a daily dose of probiotics. Um, and as I mentioned, in yogurts, cheese, like good, good quality yogurts and cheeses and fermented vegetables, you know, um, sauerkraut and then there's kimchi and then there's pickles. Uh, and it's very interesting because every culture, and I was talking to um, about this to someone else on the, in the DMs the other day, mm-hmm. um, every culture has their own way of pickling um, vegetables. And so I had seen someone else's stories about how she pickled mangoes and it was very, very different to the way um, the subcontinental woman, um, they pickle their mangoes, right? right? And so it's very interesting how every single culture, subhanAllah, has a, um, a pickled version of their vegetables. And it's so important as well, right? Like who would have known that it's – Allah has just made it like that because it's so important for the body Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so you can um, enjoy your pickles (laughs) um, and your kombucha as well kombucha is a very uh, different kind of drink Um, it's an acquired taste definitely Um, but it's still nice and um, it comes in different flavors kombucha has sugar but as I mentioned sugar is very necessary for the body and so the sugar in the kombucha is is okay if obviously the rest of the day you're not stuffing yourself (laughs) Um, so yeah yeah, it
0: really depends right even with like. Um, fruits obviously also have sugars but it's yes. much better to have a fruit than to have a mm-hmm. chocolate bar definitely
1: definitely yeah and it also depends on the situation the condition i guess um like for example diabetic people they can't even have fruits because of the sugar content mm-hmm. um as for people who are not diabetic then for health reasons um if they still want sugar they should go for the natural ones um and that's amazing on that note fruits are definitely um, good, right? um but between, for example, uh, fruits and honey, it would be more easier to binge on honey than on fruits because the, when we chew fruits, the mind tells us that, hey, you're full, you're full, you're full, don't eat anymore. So you can only have like two, three fruits in one go or, you know, at most a whole watermelon maybe, <laughs> at most, <laughs> not more than that, right? Um, as for liquid sugars or external sugars, coconut sugar, the mind doesn't know that. And so we can just keep eating, keep eating, keep eating, and it won't tell us to stop. And yeah, so a good
0: example for that is uh, apples, for example. When you have a glass of apple juice, when you juice it yourself, you use maybe mm. like four or five apples for one glass of. Like yes. a good sized glass of apple juice, which you can easily just consume within, within a minute. But mm, yeah. you would not <laughs> be able to eat five apples in one sitting. Exactly. It's, it's because exactly. it's the fibers that fill you up, too, right? Exactly. Need, exactly. And when so, you drink the juice, you just get the sugars.
1: Mm, yep, exactly. And it's interesting because just the other day I was teaching this in Tafsir as well. We were talking about um, the samarat of Jannah, we were talking about the fruits of Jannah in Surah Baqarah. Okay and um, how Allah would give them this? the fruits in general have the same names as the fruits in the world, but they'll be different in taste, right? So we were talking about that. And yes. we were mentioning how different fruits have different sizes according to their needs. So, for example, you mentioned apple. An apple, the size of an apple is such that it fits palm, it fits a hand, and it's possible to just chew at it and just hold it and chew at it and it's like a crunchy hard kind of fruit yes um on the other hand there's you've you've got grapes you know and grapes they're very very small in size and so obviously when we eat grapes we usually have like a handful in one go we don't have like one or two we might but when we're intentionally eating grapes we have a handful and so it's very amazing how allah has kept the proportion of fruits according to their size and according to how we would need it right and um for example the banana when you peel the banana it's it's a softer fruit so usually what happens with babies is that the first fruit they're introduced to is banana because mm-hmm. you can mash it up and you know you can feed them and interestingly um as the babies grow older um maybe when they're like one two years old the banana's shape is such that they're able to clasp onto it and hold it in their fingers and eat it it's themselves power. right a lot and as for the apple of course the texture is hard so it's not going to you know benefit them and the size is not something that they can hold in their hands so it's basically not for babies right um so it's it was very amazing subhanallah to you know to observe it and analyze it and just talk about it um yeah we just jump from topic to topic but that's how we do it
0: <laughs> i know there's a few <laughs> things actually that i want to go back to uh if that's okay sure sure no um, so first of all um you mentioned probiotics, right? And you mentioned Mm -hmm. that you can get them from cheese and yogurt and uh, milk. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to know, what do you think about dairy? Because there's a huge debate going Mm -hmm. on, obviously, since Mm -hmm. a while, actually.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Dairy. Okay. So as um, someone with autoimmune conditions um, or, you know, someone who's not the healthiest best, Right. I would always question dairy because of the lactose, the sugar lactose in it. Mm -hmm. And so it's always questionable because of the sugar level, right? And so me personally, I don't have dairy because of my uh, intolerance to sugar um, because it inflames um, and, you know, the autoimmune stuff. Um, If someone does not have lactose intolerance, then if they're given a choice between dairy products, They would always, always, should always, always choose full fat, organic, grass fed if possible, right? That would be like the best. So, the most wholesome one would be that, you know? Um, That's what I would say, definitely. And as for the skim ones and then the low fat and all those ones, absolutely not. Stay away from them fully. (laughs) Don't even go there. On another note, though, um, a lot of people think that calcium you know, the the nutrient that we need, calcium comes from uh, dairy. And so if you give up dairy, what's going to happen? How are you going to get your calcium intake? You know, you're going to be weak. Your bones are going to be brittle, all that. And so um, the thing about that is that calcium, um, it's not absorbed best with fats. And so if you have a full fat dairy milk, your calcium intake won't be the most amazing through the milk, right? Right. And so in retrospect, you don't have to worry. Like if you were to give up dairy, you don't have to worry whether you're getting calcium or not because really dairy wise, you don't get it anyway (laughs) properly. And so you'd rather get it from other foods like seafood, especially like salmon, the fish skin with the oils, Um, very, very high in that. Leafy green vegetables have calcium. Uh, Dried fruit, fruit, did I say fruit? Fruit, dried fruit. (laughs) Um, Tofu, for example, um, legumes, they have calcium intake. And so you're definitely, you know, you won't be bothered or worried that your calcium intake isn't enough through dairy. And so that's basically um, my intake. I don't know if I missed out a few. Because dairy isn't something I look at at all, like for me specifically, mm-hmm. um, and with my clients, whoever, whatever clients I had, um, there have been also, you know, a bit of inflammation in the body and a bit of autoimmune responses. And so with them as well, I tell them to steer clear of dairy because of the lactose intolerance. Um, but um, if not, then go ahead, you know, but the most wholesome one. Um,
0: yeah. I read that a lot of people, uh, especially Asians or South Asians, I read that mm-hmm. they're lactose intolerant, but usually don't know it and Mm -hmm. I feel like our diets because I'm obviously South Asian too our diets Mm -hmm. are culturally very dairy heavy yeah yeah when I cut out dairy and then I start having it again uh, I go on and off then Mm -hmm. I just noticed the difference I truly noticed the difference Yes. And then I start wondering... uh, Exactly. How true (laughs) that is, you know. You
1: you know, you went on and off. It's good that way. And and that's exactly how you do it. You will never be able to know what you're intolerant to until you let it all go and then have it after a while. And that's what we call gut feeling and instinct and intuition. Um, And that's exactly how it works. So good on you. That's that's exactly how to do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I had the same with...
0: uh, I had the same with gluten, actually. Uh, There was Mm -hmm. a time where I... Basically, stopped eating a lot of carbohydrates, mainly bread. Mm-hmm. I stopped eating wow. bread for maybe it wasn't too long. It was maybe a week, and then I mm-hmm. had it again, and I noticed I had an upset stomach because of it. And mm-hmm. uh, talk to me more about gluten because you just mentioned a few things earlier in the episode uh, yeah. that I had. I don't. I know mm-hmm. a lot about sugars and fats and all that, but yeah. I don't know a lot about gluten. So I'm interested to hear. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah. so gluten, um, that's the stuff that makes the plain flour stretchy, right? And so when you add water to it, um, and then you make like a dough out of it, the stretchiness comes from gluten. Um, so what that does, uh, and especially because the way that it's processed these days, um, the way the wheats and the flour are processed, um, the gluten, uh, in the content in the flours, um, They have a protein that is similar to the protein of the body, but it's obviously not part of the body. It's different. And so when you put it into your stomach, your body flashes red because it's saying, wait a second, this seems like she's eating her own body, right? Because it feels like the protein in the gluten is very similar to the protein of uh, of the body. Uh, sorry the the immune cells in the body and so then it starts attacking it because it's the same but it's different so it's like a stranger and strangers in the bodies are not um, welcome at all and so uh, because it's so similar the protein also corn the protein of corn is also very similar to gluten, and the reaction is very, very similar. And so because of that, it the body totally reacts against it, and then everything just happens. Everything just goes down the drain from there. <laughs> um, it starts reacting, it starts attacking, and then because we don't know what it is, we just keep on eating it. And because staples like bread, always, you know, every day, um, or plain flour, if it's not bread, it's something else, you know, uh, cakes or whatever, pastries, whatever it is. So the body just continuously starts attacking um, and that's basically it. And also not forgetting the fact that the glutinous flowers, which is like plain flour and surfacing flour and all the white flowers are so processed, overly processed, that no nutrient content remains in them. And when there's no nutrients and there's stuff um, like, for example... um, what do you call it like he- not not heavy or not filling but just you know things so flour is like a thing right if you eat it you feel full but you would have no clue that there's no nutrients in there <laughs> and so so when that happens um it totally strips itself nu- nutrients what remains is the sugar so it's the sugar <laughs> um
0: yeah it's very like it's empty um nutrient wise so. Um, so that's an unfortunate aspect yeah
1: it's filling but it's totally empty and you wouldn't even realize right um so yeah that's basically how poisonous gluten is um and yeah, as you mentioned especially to a woman because of the way it reacts to the body and what it can do um yeah a lot, but... yeah
0: i didn't know much about gluten i actually you know there's people who are intolerant and it does like mm-hmm. awful things to them um yeah. but even if you're tolerant i doesn't sound like something you should have in your diet
1: <laughs> and um and you won't know if you're intolerant because uh, um, unless you, you know experiment with it because it could even be just um irritation in the mind brain fog brain fog or just frustration or just um hyperactivity in the head or um you know mental conditions it could be as well and you would think that oh no it's part of the mind you know but it's actually food <laughs> um and so yeah that's what gluten and sugar does also gluten sugar and also stress these three things and you're thinking what gluten and stress (laughs) what's the relation um it's huge so gluten does that physically and stress also um it starts mentally but it also becomes physical as well yeah um in the body and so those two things are huge in autoimmune conditions and holistic health for women especially yeah
0: yeah you mentioned that emotional stress has a physical effect on the body um -hmm. how so yeah
1: yeah, so when you are stressed or, you know, when you're worrying about something in the mind, um, any kind of thought or hyperactivity in the brain, it stops you from digesting a food. Why? is because um, stress is totally opposite to digestion. When you are, for let's say, in front of a lion, right, and you've got to get away from it, um, you, you you freeze and you're in this flight or fight mode mm-hmm. where you all the blood in in your body goes to your legs because it's getting ready to run right it goes to the legs and the hands because that's when and you may notice that when you're running away from something dangerous you run like you've never run before (laughs) even if you don't run that fast normally you'll run like crazy right At, at a crazy speed um and so because the blood goes there blood goes to the feet and legs to help you run when that happens the body does not have the ability to sit there and calmly digest the food it's busy saving itself right and all cells in the body are just you know alert and they're busy saving itself from the stress of the lion now in this day and age we don't have lions roaming around but um the stress that comes with the lion in front of us that stress Uh, Even if it's like homework or studying or work or relationships um, or money problems, that stress is going to get you in the fight or flight response. It's going to stop your digestion. And then it's going to uh, just keep you in that red alert mode. And you don't even know it. So you're just eating away. You're eating, you're having your meals, you're doing everything, but you're stressed, right? And you're worrying about what life holds for you. And the whole time the digestion isn't even happening properly. And so the stress was mental and it turned physical all of a sudden and not just physical, but it has the most detrimental effect on you, which is on your digestion. Because again, gut health and digestion is what you put in is what you get out and then your entire life would be at stake because of the fact that you're stressing and then it's affecting the body physically and then the physical body obviously affects the mental health as well and it's just a whole vicious hamster wheel really um yeah that's a summary of how stress works in the body
0: yeah so interesting all the information you're sharing and yeah it It really um (laughs) confirms that your, your gut is the most important brain. Isn't it? Yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah, it's a, it has such an effect because, so you, you talked about the three brains basically, right? So you have the heart, the actual brain, and then the gut. Mm-hmm. And your gut, like whatever you put in, um, you get out of it. As you say, if you don't eat the right foods, if you don't nourish your body, it has an effect on you mentally, Um yeah which affects your brain obviously it has an effect on you physically which you could correlate mm. to your heart so mm. yeah you sold me on the fact that it's the most important <laughs> brain for sure yes
1: mission accomplished <laughs> <Alhamdulillah>. <laughs>
0: no that's great I think it's it's so important to talk about right because we usually just talk about the physical health benefits or disadvantages related to diet but it does so much more it goes so much deeper than that and it was a good reminder for myself to to take a closer look to my diet um, definitely absolutely absolutely (laughs) yep
1: definitely yeah it is pretty amazing subhanallah and i wish i could just shout it from the tops of the mountains um because it's, it's funny you know if i was just tell someone hey you look at your sugar and they'd be like excuse me i've got this whole you know my problem going on you're telling me to look at my sugar what's your problem so it's funny because it's so simple um but it's so simple and he- that's why it's so difficult <laughs> um if only you know people knew but i mean they will know now because through this platform they will know inshallah Inshallah. yeah usually we
0: think or most of us think it's not that deep but it is that deep
1: Mm, yeah when it comes to sugar mainly Mm, exactly and that totally like correlates with your name by the way uh deeply conscious (laughs) the name of the podcast it's totally on point Uh, in regards to that uh, very very important to be conscious and at such a deep level as well um it's not as you know, when we say deep, we think, oh, you know, that's very difficult and challenging deep. What does that mean? How deep? Um, But it's pretty simple. You know, we can keep life simple if we choose to. It's just how we go about doing it, um, you know, with the will of Allah. But yeah.
0: (laughs) Awesome. All right. So let's start rounding this up. I think you shared a lot of information. Um, I'm definitely (laughs) uh, going back to this episode. I'm Pretty sure from time to time to basically jog my memory.
1: Yeah, um, inshallah, no worries. <laughs> inshallah.
0: And to sum it up, what could we do today? Like a few simple steps we could start implementing right after listening to this episode. What can we do to improve our gut health? Because it's, as you said, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Mm. I would say start with the breathing. I always say start with the breathing, bringing awareness to yourself. And so the four, seven, eight breath, you know, a few, literally a few breaths of that before every meal, does wonders. It does wonders, subhanallah. And so start with that, and that's very easy. Like you don't need anything, you don't need to buy anything, resources, nothing. You just sit there and you breathe, right? A deep mm-hmm. breath. That's definitely uh, the first thing. And then when you definitely have time, then you would just, you won't change your gut health. You would just notice what you eat. Half the time, we don't even know what we're eating, you know? And so noticing what we are eating, what we're putting in, you know, what we choose to have for dinner, what we choose to have for breakfast, what we choose to have for lunch, just noticing what we, you know, put in there and noticing the amount of sugar that we are putting into our body. That would be the first thing. And that doesn't need anything to change you've already got the food you've already got the breath you know alhamdulillah and so continuing that and then um the steps to cut down on the sugar by making healthier choices than your normal foods um those would be like the baby steps um of what i always say and um yeah so that would be something for today i could go on and on for the rest of my life but that's for today <laughs>
0: yeah that's amazing so it comes down to being conscious of your body and what you put inside of it yes yes
1: definitely awareness self-awareness is such a powerful key
0: for sure all right
1: Rightio. So I do hope that that definitely, you know, your listeners and viewers and audience do get some golden nuggets from that. I've gone on such long tangents this past hour.
0: (laughs) No, that's (laughs) what podcasts are for. I could listen to you for hours. And just so you know, you're always welcome. If it was up to me, I would invite you monthly to give us a little (laughs) reminder. (laughs) Yep.
1: Monthly dose of (laughs) Rahma.
0: Yes, I need that.
1: Oh, definitely why not why not um so yeah it like my my thing is that regardless of how much i talk if someone can you know take away a few just a few golden nuggets from there and implement it then my job is done you know i feel like fulfilled that okay you know my talking has benefited well you know all the knowledge of all these past years has come into effect now because now i can tell the people you know through experience and through knowledge as well um but i have and so whatever whoever's listening right now um good luck with your health totally totally um rooting for your health um and yours as well shared by the way of course like you're so amazing anyway alhamdulillah in regulating your um gut health and so continue doing that it's absolutely amazing well um um,
0: i wouldn't (laughs) i wouldn't necessarily say that but i'm i'm trying i definitely want to make some conscious choices and um, yeah this talk definitely motivated me (laughs) to
1: yes go for it absolutely amazing definitely and just know that i'm always 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 rooting for you anyone that comes to me with you know any questions about health and this and that i'm just like yes you go go you even if you know i don't have clients all over the world you know every single person isn't a client but whoever it is and they want to make the smallest change in their life i'm like go for it any progress is good progress, go for it. I'm rooting for you. You know, you want anything, have anything come right back to me in the DMs. I'll be there. You know? Um, and so totally appreciate you inviting me on.
0: And yes, thank to you me. so much for, for joining me and sharing those gems and I'll leave your Instagram in the show notes so people can find you definitely do. You post such motivation, sure, sure. like such <laughs> motivating things. I love watching mm. your stories, the little, um, like, quote you put yes, every yes, day. Danger, yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes, so, definitely. yeah, guys, if you're yep. listening, definitely check Rahma's Instagram page out. It will be in the show notes. Rahma, thank you so much
1: you're welcome huge 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 welcome share so so lovely to speak to you yeah <laughs> i'm before. i'm
0: glad we finally got to talk in real time because we've yes been just <laughs> sending voice notes back and forth exactly so this was yeah. great
1: exactly exactly Alhamdulillah, <laughs> um, and we will definitely keep in touch and contact and totally good luck to the audience with your health journeys as well, um, inshallah. Um, yes, guys, if you, need al- a,
0: if you need a sign, this is it.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is it, exactly. This is the sign. <laughs> go, go forth, choose something today.
0: <laughs> yeah, inshallah. Yeah, it's so important to take care of yourself, right? Because a lot of us, especially like as you work with women and mothers, um, mm-hmm we want to give so much but yeah you need to realize that you can only pour if your own glass is full right so you need to take care of yourself first yeah exactly exactly absolutely
1: absolutely and it's just you know a matter of choosing to start giving yourself as well um that really makes a difference so make the decision today it's your one decision away from a very very different life (laughs) make it count inshallah inshallah (laughs)
0: Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you take something away from this and I'll talk to you guys next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.